Okay, good, good. Welcome everyone to the Leadership Lounge. Uh, this is the first of our Leadership Lounge uh, sessions. Uh, really, really glad you could join us today. And with me today, I have three of my good friends who come to join us uh, in the Leadership Lounge. Uh, I want to uh, welcome uh, today, we've got Jane Booth, who's the coaching and mentoring lead at the Guildhall in London. Welcome, Jane. And uh, we've got Steve, who is our CEO of Emerging Leaders. Great to have you with us, Steve. Thanks, Colin. And we've got Daniel Brooks, who works with Leadership Lab International. Uh, great you can join us, Daniel. Yeah, cheers, Colin. Yeah, great. So as, as you can see, we're, we're following the kind of lockdown procedure. If you're watching this, uh, you can see we're all, all on our kind of Zoom pictures together. And if you're listening to this on audio, then that makes no difference to you at all. You're just hearing us uh, as normal. Um, but let me kind of introduce you a little bit more to uh, the members who joined me in the Leadership uh, Lounge today. So Jane, if we start with you, you're coaching and mentoring lead at the Guildhall in London. What does, what does that entail? Well, the Guildhall School is a higher education music and drama conservatoire. So we are a place of great creativity, performance, uh, thinking about our um, expression and our bodies. And I've been working there for quite a few years, heading a department uh, that looks at performance through historical eyes. So I led the historical performance department in music for nearly a decade. Um, but in recent years, we have developed a coaching and mentoring faculty internally um, and externally. And I now lead that faculty, which is a huge privilege and a really exciting role to have. We train people in coaching and mentoring uh, techniques. We are fully accredited by the European Mentoring and Coaching Council. And we offer bespoke services in a whole range of professional development um, areas that uh, anyone might be interested in. I still play the clarinet. I'm at heart a clarinetist who loves to communicate and the coaching and mentoring allows me another avenue for my desire to communicate and exchange with others. Brilliant, lovely, thank you. And I can personally say uh, that Jane's leadership of that has been brilliant. I have been uh, had the privilege of being trained as part uh, of that and worked with you guys. And if anyone is thinking of doing kind of coaching training, highly recommending uh, you contacting the, the Guildhall for that brilliant uh, work and uh, yeah, really helps you in, in that approach. So thank you, Jane, for joining us today. It's, it's brilliant that you're with us uh, just to bring your perspective. Um, Steve, welcome to you. So CEO of Emerging Leaders, uh, you know, kind of what does that entail and what's Emerging Leaders all about? Um, so Emerging Leaders um, works with vulnerable communities around the world, helping to unlock um, the human potential that there and help them to lead themselves out of poverty and to flourish. Uh, so we work in around um, eight countries at the moment. We've worked and kind of had a footprint in around 16 um, with a focus um, on how do we particularly liberate the um, capacity in young people uh, in and across uh, developing countries really with a focus around Africa and Asia at the moment. Uh, but with a plan to step into uh, Central and Southern America this year and next. Uh, and you guys do an amazing work. Uh, you know, like all of my guests here, I've got a connection with you. I know you. I've, I've worked uh, with you and the Emerging Leaders team. Fantastic work you do. And so you're CEO. What does, does yeah. that involve uh, for you? What are the core parts of your leadership role there? Uh, well, I'm still learning because I'm only two months into the role, so I'm still working that out. Um, but but essentially, it's um, leading the organisation forward. So keeping 
um, a clear handle on the on the mission uh, of what we're trying to do and make sure that I kind of steer the ship um, in that direction um, and then um, uh, liberating the capacity of, of the team that we have so uh, working alongside the in-country teams working alongside the core based team here in the UK uh, and trying to th to think beyond the present so my role particularly is around uh, focusing less on the present and more about the future so so what what where do we need to be in 12 months time 18 months time three years time and how do we begin to plot the journey towards that right now brilliant so i mean a huge range there of leadership skills and leadership context well working with people close to hand and, and distance so real real challenges around leadership there um, thanks, Steve. And Daniel, uh, thank you for joining us today. So you work for Leadership Lab International. So there's a word international there, which suggests that you're not uh, in the UK at the moment. I know where you are because I can see it on your title on screen. But tell us a little bit about where you are and kind of what Leadership Lab International is and kind of your involvement. Yeah, sure. So I live in Zagreb, Croatia, and uh, Leadership Lab International is... Um, basically a project program um, organization that seeks to um, equip and empower young leaders. Um, so I think the, the age is from around kind of 18 um, through to 28, 30, um, something like that. And so, yeah, international is the, the key word, like you said, um, having leaders from many different nations who have come and been on um, this project, which takes place over the summer. Um, and so parts of that is um, training and coaching, um, sports ministry, um, uh, like a variety of different areas. And so, um, yeah, I also took part in that program as well. Yeah, so. great. So you've, you've experienced that both as a participant and now you're getting involved in the organization and, and taking what you've experienced to actually help them in that next stage of leadership. So that's fantastic. And yeah. uh, as you say, that's kind of working for, for, for young leaders. Uh, and you're going to help us in the podcast today, bringing that kind of perspective as a, as a young leader. Uh, there are three of us here who, are, who, who I've classed as more venerable, and you're bringing that youthful uh, part to it as well. So fantastic. Thank you for joining us. So our topic today is, is, uh, is our first topic in the Leadership Lounge, and it's looking at the topic of inspiring yourself uh, as a leader. Uh, for me, I think this is a really key issue, and particularly at the moment, uh, as leaders uh, in kind of in the midst of coronavirus uh, and leading groups of people, there are immense challenges. Uh, we need new to develop new skills when we are leading in uncertain times, and that ability to recharge and refresh yourself is is absolutely crucial. For me, uh, just to kick us off, I uh, I remember the importance of this as a particular moment. Um, there's a guy that I know, Steve knows very well. Uh, Trevor Waldock and I think Steve was present uh, at the time when I when this story that I'm going to recount to you happened I remember a group of us uh, meeting with him uh, and he he turned to us and probably he looked at me I, at the time I was a head teacher and I know I had baggy eyes at the time I looked knackered probably and he probably looked at me and this might have been the reason that he actually said it he said look what is really important if you are going to inspire others he said the word inspire means to breathe in to breathe into others um, and there's an element when you're inspiring others, you're, you're, try, you're giving a message that's kind of resonating almost with their inner being, with almost their, their kind of soul. And, and he said, inspire is to breathe in. And he said, if you are not breathing in yourself as a leader, um, he said, what ha happens is you, you're just breathing in stale air yourself and breathing that stale air into others. And he said, so it's crucial that in order to inspire others, you need to inspire to breathe in uh, yourself. And so... 
that really struck me at the time. Uh, and I think for me, you know, running my organization uh, of Everyday Leader, which is to inspire and to equip, equip others, you know, that keyword inspire, if I'm going to inspire others, I need to breathe in. And so I thought, what better ways to, to bring uh, you guys together just to, to look at that topic of how do we inspire ourselves in order to inspire others? How do we recharge ourselves uh, in order to do that? So, Steve, I wonder if I was to start with you. What, what do you do to inspire yourself or recharge yourself uh, as a leader? Um, so I, I do a blend of things. I would say there's a, there's a, I, um, for me, it's not a, a one thing. So I, I would have a number of things that I would do um, uh, at different times to inspire me in the, uh, in different ways i think that would feed and f fill different parts of uh, if you like my soul kind yeah. of the essence of who i am so that could be anything from um uh, so meeting with people which <laughs> coronavirus has uh, clearly <laughs> influenced like it, it would be sitting meeting and talking face to face yeah. with people who um will inspire me so it's it's people who are have greater experience than me, better understanding, um, have been in different situations, um, can challenge my thinking, can improve my creativity. Uh, so I'm doing that now on Zoom, uh, before, preferred, preferred with a coffee live, but now yeah. I'm just finding other ways to do that. Yeah. And I do that face-to-face -face still with one or two um, guys who are in similar positions to me who live locally. So we meet once every so often, go for a, a socially distanced walk, yeah, um, and are able to just continue the process of talking, working out the process of what's going on, and um, being inspired in the process of learning together. So that's really important for me. Um, exercise is a really important thing for me. Um, that's I, I do a lot of my best thinking when I'm out running, um, mainly because I'm trying to not focus on the pain that I'm feeling. <laughs> but um, uh, that, that's that's one of the key things for me is is that that's critical to be out and about and outside. Um, and when I'm not, um, I know that that has an impact on my general well-being, but also has uh, an impact on my ability to inspire others. And then uh, I watch uh, TED Talks. I, I watch and I listen to other really good people. So um, you know, a big part of what I do is around communication. So I, I, I watch and try and learn from other brilliant communicators. Yeah, um, I love um, stories, um, and and then um, a crucial thing for me in the work that we do, particularly is I um, and again challenging at the moment because of the situations, but is making sure that I'm in the field face to face with the people that we work with and 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 uh, journey alongside on a reasonably regular basis. So not just training people that deliver training to to them, but actually meeting with them. And making sure that I'm I'm elbow deep in the realities of what's going on on the ground because those stories and those lives remind me that's why we do what we do. And yeah. I think that for me that's a really crucial piece. Yeah. Not being, you know, particularly even more so now I've now am taken on this new role as I'm still going to have to find ways to be able to do that because I I one of the things that inspires me is being able to be connected in that physical way. Yeah, brilliant. So there's a real sense for you then of that um, taking ownership of it in, in both what you're inputting, but you're talking really about also making sure that you inspire yourself through the work, that you're seeing it firsthand and you keep reminding yourself of seeing that vision firsthand as well. Yeah, and it's that for me, it's, that, it's, it's just that uh, constant, um, consistent, regular input. Um, you know, reading as another thing. Uh, I'm not, that's one of the things that I don't find so easy or so natural. 
um, but I'm finding ways to do that more creatively and and and, and easily. Um, so I've downloaded a new app that's called Blinkist. So I use Blinkist, and that's a way that you can get a lot of input through books um, that uh, that I can list. Though 15 minutes, they summarise a book in around 15 minutes to the main points. Yeah. On a on a 45 minute 9k 10,000 step walk that I'm trying to do every day, I can read three books. Uh, and I might listen to the same book three times if the stuff that I'm listening to is inspiring me. Uh, yeah. and, and, and then I kind of go back to that and then re- try and retain the points. And, and I'm, I will then even kind of make notes when I get back to the stuff that I'm, I'm listening. So I'm really? trying to find uh, ways to input in ways that um, work for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the key thing is finding ways that work for you. Yeah. It is really crucial, yeah. Daniel, what about you? Uh, how, how do you make sure that you inspire and recharge yourself? What is it that you, you do? Yeah, I think um, for me, I'm discovering this a little bit more and more. So um, yeah, early doors in finding what is the best ways that I inspire, what is the best ways that, um, you know, in terms of leadership, how I lead. And um, so very, very early on in this, which is why it's great to be here and just to listen to you guys in this as well but I think for me um resonate a lot with um what Steve was saying uh being with people um either with um similar mindsets on a topic or um whatever it might be or completely opposite or different um mindsets and so and beliefs and thoughts and um that is definitely helpful for me in seeing different perspectives and seeing um different aspects of um you know a situation a topic um, so those are definitely some of them, uh, running as well, uh, for me. So we've got, um, just near here, there's uh, a river. Um, and so going running by there, despite all the mosquitoes that are you know, <laughs> everywhere and clouds, I mean, you just, you know, run into them, but, uh, and you know, dodging everyone else is there, but running for me and is where I just clear my head, um, and exercise generally clear my head and think about, um, think about life, think about what's going on in a processing time. Um, and again, with that, I think my character, uh, I'm definitely one who will externally <laughs> process and it's more helpful for me to do that rather than, um, you know, think by myself about this, but speak with others. And so yeah. relational um, relationships are incredibly important for me. Um, so I love some of the stuff you're pulling out there. So you're, you're talking, for, for me, that sounds like you're, you're an extrovert thinker. You like to, to rebound that off others. And so it's thinking about your style and approach. And if you're an extra, use people to do that with. I loved as well the fact that you talked about not just circulating in your, your like-minded uh, groups of thinking. So, I mean, that's important, isn't it, that you, you meet with like-minded people that are encouraging you. But you also talked about um, kind of listening and thinking and, and reading uh, um, and discussing with people that are outside of your, your own little echo chamber. Again, that, that either will com- it helps you kind of ratify your thinking, but it might also help you open your thinking, which I think is fantastic. Um, so that's great. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, Jane, kind of for you, how important is it for a leader to give time um, for, to kind of inspiration and to inspire? Well, it, it strikes me, and, and from what Steve and Daniel have, have already said, that they're already, they, they recognize absolutely the importance of having new um, external. Uh, input to to their thinking and their and their operations and uh, you know we are we are just human and we are individuals Um, none of us is uh, a representative of everything that's available we are unique we are each important and we bring our 
strengths and our specialization to whatever we do. And those things are incredibly important. But no person can um, have every scenario with it under their belt. And look at where we are right now. We're facing things that, you know, a completely new situation, totally unique within our lifetime. And so leaders are having to think afresh. They're having to think on their feet, yeah. having to move really fast to find solutions and to support their teams and all the rest of it. So, you know, none of us have experienced this before. We don't have something in our toolkit that says this is how you deal with this situation. Um, you know, bringing everything of ourselves and our best will to the situation and connecting with others and asking how do other people approach this? What's their experience? How have they found um, their way forward? I mean, you're talking about um, what inspires us. And I was really touched by um, both Steve and Daniel talking about physicality, um, using physical action to start uh, that stimulation process. And I think um, I have a a similar kind of response to, to, to the question as well. Because we're, especially now, um, sat at the computer a lot of the time, yeah. my immediate response is, how am I going to get um, some fresh thinking? I need to move my body. I need to get outside. Yeah. I need to look at something different. I need to experience something different. Yeah. Something that's been happening to me recently is, is I've, been, I've been really inspired by birds, by watching them, by listening to them. Uh, you know, our work as coaches has a lot to do with conversation and we think and we train a lot about how to create artful conversation. And I've been listening to blackbirds having a conversation <laughs> um, night after night and it's beautiful conversation. And I've been noticing how they finish their sentences before the other one responds and how polite they are and how they listen attentively. And it struck me, they don't go crashing into each other in the air, do they? They're paying acute attention to each other. That, that's been something that's inspired me recently. Um, but I'm also inspired when I play music. I mean, as I said, I'm still a clarinet player. When I sit down to practice, it can be a bit annoying, actually, but when I sit down to practice, all sorts of ideas and thoughts come into my head when I'm not even trying. I mean, I'm trying to do one thing, yeah. <laughs> but the act of doing that seems to create more thinking elsewhere. So in some respects, I don't know where the inspiration will come from, but being open, open to it and aware of it and looking for connections. How does, you know, how does this thing that's interesting me relate to my world and what I do? Is there a parallel in terms of what nature's offering or what music is offering or yeah. what story's offering? Is there something that can, in, can inflect? And, you know, Colin, you all know in the work that we do, we really emphasise reflective practice. And um, reflective practice is, is about setting aside time somehow to, to go over that story, to go over that event and ask, yeah. did I, you know, how did I handle that? Was that, the best thing what else could I have done in that situation what might have had I tried this approach might that have brought a different outcome and you know we've learned through through learning the more we look at reflective practice um, we've learned that that can be an incredibly fruitful place of learning learning from yourself yeah absolutely but, but being in connection with the world and others around you according, yeah. Yeah. according to what fits your personality
So I love what you mentioned there. So it's about utilizing uh, your areas of interest or things that give you a, a diversion as well, which actually is a different part of your brain. So you've talked for you, that's about music. Uh, you know, the other guys have also talked about that sense of running. Sometimes for some people running is like, oh no, that would be the worst thing for me. So what is it that's their interest that, that will take that diversity? And you've also talked about just taking moments in nature. So like Daniel, you talked about, you know, running along the river. Jane, you talked about just sitting, listening to the birds, and they are really out at the moment, aren't they? They go, well, these aeroplanes aren't interfering with their noise, so we can carry on talking. And that reflective practice, Jane, you just talked about. So as you talked about, I've literally just, if you're watching online, I've just grabbed this little black book, and it's my journal, uh, where just spending some time just reflecting, what am I reading at the moment? What's it teaching me? What am I hearing? What's it teaching me? Uh, how did, as you said, I did that activity. How did it go? What, what was working well? What could I do even better? That's really crucial. So, Steve, this uh, Steve, this uh, thing about inspiring yourself is really key. Um, what do you see as the impact when we when you don't do that? I mean, have you ever been in, in moments where you perhaps haven't taken that time to recharge and inspire? What what was the impact of that, or or generally, what do you see as the is the impact of not recharging and not not inspiring yourself? No, I've never had that, Colin. I've always been perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> of course I have. Look, I think, I think one, of the, one of the things that struck me over my kind of leadership journey in, in a number of different spheres, for example, has been that you know that this is really important. Um, and particularly, I think, when you often can start out in new situations or new contexts, you, you, become, you are a bit more disciplined. But I think the challenge is remembering how important it is and then prioritizing it yeah. and actually making it a, a building in the discipline of that and the intentionality that into your everyday life and what you do yeah uh, and 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 you know that the emails or the or the zoom calls or the reports or whatever it is that you got to write are no more important than um the investment in yourself if anything the investment in yourself is important is more important so that you can function more effectively in all of the other areas. And we think that we don't have time yeah. to invest in ourselves, but actually when we invest in ourselves, everything else flows easier and better anyway. So, I'm, I'm, I, so I think some of the impacts on that for me have been, um, I, I noticed that my energy levels drop. So I, I feel more lethargic, um, both in terms of my physicality and in terms of my mentality. Um, I think that um, my clarity gets foggy i find it harder to make decisions um quickly and simply that at times when i'm when i've been inspired i'm able to do that uh, and i and i think my creativity is dramatically reduced so um daniel uh, picked up on a point around you know connecting with and engaging with people outside of the way that you think and I think we all have a tendency towards, I think, what's known as confirmation bias. Yeah. Is that, you know, we, we get around us a group of people that are going to tell us what we want to hear because that's, um, uh, that's kind of what nurtures or massages our ego. But, but actually, confirmation bias, I think, makes us blind to possibility. And it's the, we don't have to, it's like, that's why I'm loving this app that I'm, you know, using for, for kind of listening to these books is I'm listening to books that I would never buy or that I would never read necessarily, but because I've, you know, I've kind of paid for the app and I can listen to a bunch of stuff and, or, or you know, read a bunch of stuff audibly while I'm walking, is that actually I'm listening to stuff outside of my normal sphere that is both challenging me and inspiring me. 
that then is creating a greater sense of energy. Um, it's sharpening my thinking. It's giving me new ideas. It's um, it's helping me to grow as a as a human being. Uh, and I, when I'm not doing those things, then that creativity is reduced. My energy is reduced. My lack of clarity is, is reduced in, in, in not just in my leadership in, um, in, in the job that I do, but just in me leading my own life, making decisions, you know, even around what we're going to cook today. It's like, oh, this is like a, a major dilemma because I've, everything's foggy for you. It just, yeah. I think it affects every sphere of your life. Um, so, Steve, that is great, that, that uh, kind of explanation there that unless we invest in ourselves, uh, you know, it, it, it will impact on us. And, and I think what you're talking about there is that archetypal uh, kind of metaphor that, we, you know, when you go on an aeroplane and they, that stewardess or the steward stand beforehand and give you all the, when the oxygen mask comes down, you know, it reminds you to put the oxygen mask on yourself first so that you can help others. And unless we invest in ourselves, we then can't, can't help um, Others, Jane. You know, when you're coaching people, kind of, what are the warning signs for leaders not investing in themselves? Because sometimes, as leaders, we're in the midst of stuff, we perhaps don't spot the warning signs ourselves. But, but, do you spot that as a coach when people haven't invested in themselves? What are the warning signs? It's a good question, Colin. Um, I guess, I guess, my, the first thing I'd say is, if they're coming to coaching, then. Um, they're already on a positive road, perhaps, or we hope they are, because they've recognised that yeah. they'd like to enhance their lives somehow. And um, quite often, you know, the topics that people bring are around how do I balance my my life and work? How do I get um, how do I get uh, the whole team working so that we're um, so that we're in harmony, but uh, but none of us are, are overstretched and all the rest of it. I mean, you know, I think different personality types find stress in different situations. Yeah. Um, the role of a leader is often a really lonely um, role. I mean, if you're leading an organization, um, you know, you don't have uh, the same kinds of uh, water cooler moments and conversations, do you? Because you have a certain status, you have a responsibility, uh, people are looking to you to hold uh, the big issues uh, and so you can't let off steam um, whenever you want to and and you need to have that strategic head that um, you need to be someone people can talk to but you're not the person that you, that can offload to everybody else so so being a leader can be a very lonely place and obviously that's one of the um, one of the benefits of coming to coaching is that you can work with somebody who's a thinking partner, who's not going to tell you what to do, but you can start to voice the things that are going on. And, you know, as Steve has said, making decisions can become tricky. Um, even the simplest decisions of, of the day can start to become tricky when, when people are feeling overcrowded, overwhelmed um, with what's going on. And, and I think that sense of overwhelm is, is really the main thing that comes across. Yeah. Uh, you know, and when we're overwhelmed, it's hard to deal with any of the things um, that we have to face, whether it's issues at home or issues at work or knowing when to when to leave one place and go to the other. Yeah. So overwhelm, I think, is the, is the biggest topic that people might start with when they yeah. come to this presence. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think the other thing I would add to that as well in terms of the people you're surrounding yourself with can make a real difference. 
So uh, my wife is fantastic. I, I love her to bits. And one of the best bits she does is, darling, you look knackered. <laughs> uh, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's a really good reminder. That's another sign, isn't it? That you've got that sense of being overwhelmed. For some people, their threshold is quite high and it'll perhaps show in, in other ways. And that can be in the way they look. They look tired. Um, if you're surrounding yourself with people where you've given them permission to speak into your life, uh, you know, they may say things are looking tired or, are you okay? Because you just responded to that differently to the way, way you would do normally. You were a bit shorter, a bit sharper, whatever. You know, that can make a real difference. Um, Daniel, I was, I was struck uh, recently by your, your story, so that uh, how you deal with pressure and, and how you inspire yourself. And so, you know, I was struck you, you've recently moved to Croatia. And as you moved to Croatia, lockdown happened. I don't think the two are, are synonymous. I don't think you caused lockdown across the world. Uh, but as you moved to Croatia, lockdown happened. You then had an earthquake. You then caught and had COVID-19. Uh, you know, you, you must probably have thought, what have I done? Um, what, why is this happening to me? You know, what did you do at that point to kind of inspire yourself in the midst of both external uh, and internal things that were coming at you as a leader? Yeah, I mean, I think Jane picked up on it a little bit, that aspect of overload. So yeah, you know, arriving here, beginning the process of learning a new culture, a new language, then the classes we have in person go online um, and, you know, lockdown hits. And then shortly after that, we have the biggest earthquake in 100 years, um, you know, and aftershocks for days afterwards. And we're trying to social distance on the streets <laughs> just here, you know, whilst an earthquake just happened and the electric's gone and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I think... It was easy for me as well in the time when I was actually sick just to go into this period of despair or just being locked in, you know, these four walls, quite literally I was, um, for four weeks. Um, and that was that was a, a big challenge and staying staying in, inspired in that and staying, um, you know, <laughs> hopeful in many ways. And that was, was a challenge. One of the, the aspects um, that was very helpful for me was um, uh, just trying to pick up something new and try and do something new with the environment I'm in. So for me, I've, I literally learned guitar <laughs> uh, in that period, just picked up a skill, picked up something that I could do that's, you know, it's fun. I could use it for something else as well, but this is a variety, even though the space itself isn't um, able to have that variety, but what can I do with where I'm at um, and what can I, you know, make the most of um, within this environment? So that's definitely a key thing for me. Um, yeah, second aspect would be people. Um, and so I was, even whilst ill, you know, calling people and just just trying to just see outside of where I'm at. And uh, one of the, the big things um, that I was taught kind of growing up, one of my mentors uh, said to me was, you know, you reach the, the ceiling of opportunity or ceiling of um, kind of where you're at. And it can feel like you can't step outside of that. You can't get outside of that. Um, but realizing, no, there is a way. Um, and so discovering those ways um, is, I think, part of the journey as well to, to staying inspired and being inspired. Um, brilliant, so, brilliant. Yeah. I, mean, I certainly, when I've come across challenge as a leader, you know, and, and I had this a couple of years ago, particularly the thing for me, I, I, I found some Fs that were really helpful and it wasn't, the, you know, a kind of swearing version or anything. It was, it was family and friends. Uh, and for me, there was an element of faith. So my belief system was important. And, and you've just added another one in a sense of fun, <laughs> kind of learning guitar, learning something, <laughs> something new within that. Uh, and that that's an important way to kind of recharge and inspire yourself as well. And so if you're in those elements, finding, you know, people, we've talked about that and a number of us talked about the importance of people being that recharge 
uh, but it's also just looking at your belief system uh, yeah. and, and kind of using that to recharge or whatever that might be. And you've had it fun. Yeah, learning guitar, I think that's fantastic. In, and I've just got this image of you now, Daniel, in the midst of coronavirus and earthquakes, there are you playing your guitar. Uh, fantastic. I can see that. <laughs> those of you who are watching this, Jane's now nodding as a musician. She's, you know, kind of cheering you, you on in that. And so this kind of, uh, you know, recharging yourself, how can a leader discover ways that work for them? Any of you kind of got uh, any top tips on how you can discover the way that works for you? Because each of you have found your own ways of recharging. Um, but but how do you go about discovering that? Any ideas? I, th I think I've got another F for you there, Colin. It's, find you? it's finding flow for okay. me. I think finding, you know, noticing, and even even if you think back to your earliest years, what, what are the things that I've loved doing? What um, what childhood memories do I have? What, when did I, I undertake an activity and I was lost um, lost in it? And time passed by and I had no idea that the hours had gone and, and, and I'd been involved in that activity for a long time. When did I find flow or when, when did I last find flow? When was the last time that I, you know, I didn't look at my watch for an hour and, and or didn't check my emails or didn't, you know, what was I doing? What are the things that that um, I can be completely caught up in and, and you know, nobody, I, I'm, I'm not aware of what's around me? What are those things? So finding flow. Brilliant, thank you. Yeah, and that I'm, I've just been reading a brilliant book. I'm probably going to pronounce it incorrectly. I guess Wabasabi, which is a, a kind of Japanese. Uh, anyone listening who knows the Japanese is probably going to criticise me for my pronunciation. But that sense of just recognising in our imperfect world, actually, there's a perfection in that, and just noticing where stuff is, and as you say, the, the flow of where have I got lost in the moment and stuff is a brilliant way of doing that. Yeah, thanks, Jane. Um, are there any top tips that you guys have got? How, how can you go about discovering what's right for you? Is it, as James just said, finding the thing that, you know, you get lost in the moment of? Is, is that a key to helping you? Yeah, I was going to say um, definitely finding the thing and finding the, the place or the passion. And so for me, that was um, the people group of Croatia. And so finding um, myself here, it's that aspect of... Um, not only is it home, but also um, it's a place, like you said, where the hours just, you know, they go away and they're just, you're not watching your clock. You're not um, thinking, oh, you know, I wish I was doing something else right now. Finding the specific, um, yeah, for me, all in my life, right? And so, um, and, um, and what that looks like. So I think that's definitely a key thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you. I think for me, it's been trial and error. And, and part of that, uh, initially, I used to feel guilty because I didn't feel inspired by some of the ways that, I, that other people shared that they felt inspired. And I felt, yeah. well, I'm, I'm obviously not as good a leader as they are. And that might be true in terms of uh, capacity or whatever. But it is, in terms of, um, uh, I just had to find my own ways and accept that, that, that those are right. So it's like if I picked up a book, I felt I had to read it all the way through. And it's like, oh, I find this book so hard. Yeah. It wasn't inspiring. And then a friend of mine said, well, then don't read it. Yeah. Put it down. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. So I, it went, once I gave myself permission to do that, then I was able, I just, I, I found ways to find different materials. So I think yeah. trial and error for me has been the, um, the important thing and finding what connects with me. Forget about what works for everybody else. I am Steve Miles. I've got to be who I am. I've got to stand up and be myself. 
um, and I've got to find out what works for me. Brilliant. So give myself permission to, to not do some of the things that other people say are really important that really help them and find the things that for me that do. And I think the, the two other things that have been really important for me, um, particularly highlighted, I think, in the current situation is rhythm. Finding a, a rhythm has been really important. Um, so, you know, lockdown threw everyone's rhythm out. And I think a lot of people struggled then to, to find a new pattern of rhythm where they could inspire themselves. So I had to find a new rhythm and in that give myself permission to prioritize that time. And then I think the other thing is just environment for me. Anyway, that's important. So I've worked out that trying to, to do the inspire piece at my desk is not the right place for me to do the inspire piece. I, I, it's either another room in the house or we built a decking out the back and we've got a hammock. If I go and read and I want to read or watch stuff, I go and sit and swing in my hammock for a bit. And, I, you know, I've taught myself that that's okay because that's important and yeah. not guilty for doing that. Brilliant, finding that space. So I now have this image that there is Daniel in the midst of earthquakes playing his guitar. There is Steve in his hammock uh, reading uh, and there is Jane playing her clarinet. So, uh, but it's, it's that key thing about finding what works for you. Um, in, a, in a recent uh, kind of blog series, I've, I've started to talk around crisp. Uh, so kind of five things that will help you kind of inspire and recharge yourself. So the first is clarity of purpose. Actually, Steve, you talked a little bit about that one where you talked about going and seeing the stuff that you're actually involved in and just reminding yourself, what is my purpose? How is it outworking? And just reminding yourself of that, keep revisiting it. Um, rest and reflection moments. You know, we've talked about reflection. Uh, we've talked about using journals, but also that sense of just resting sometimes, just stopping and just recharging. Uh, and, and that can come for different people in different range of forms, can't it? For some, it is literally stopping and resting on the hammock. For others, it's doing a bit of gardening because it's just doing something different. Uh, then you've got the eye of your input. What are you reading, listening, watching? We've talked a little bit about that. Um, you know, that if it's a book, like you said, Steve, you can put it down. I know probably half the librarians in this world now are, are, are probably, you know, <gasps> put a book down. But if it's not working for you, it is okay to put it down. But also if you're not into reading the podcast, the TED Talks, whatever that might be. Then surrounding yourself. Uh, we've talked about that earlier, about the positive, like-minded people. But, but also there's that element in surrounding yourself in different thinking as well. So you break down some of your own echo chambers uh, so you can open your thinking to new things. Uh, and then the last one, the P, is practice what energizes you. Um, and so, you know, in that I talk about the fact that if we're spending all our time working in, in ways and doing things that don't energize us, uh, it, it's not going to equip us. So for me, I know running training and doing coaching, working with people is what energizes me. If I'm doing some online prep, it's okay for a certain amount of time. But if I'm doing too much of that, I find it de-energizing. So then I have to make sure that I invest in some time uh, in doing that so there, there are those five things and we've kind of um you know a, a number of us have covered different ones but which of these do you find most helpful uh, or, or is it the blend that's important you know is it just one of those for you is it a couple of them jane what is it what one or two things are the key things for you out of those or is it all complete nonsense calling your five are rubbish <laughs> I, I really like the analogy. I love crisps too, but um, I think I think all of those are are important. And I think you know that getting a, the right balance for you is just so essential for you to be able to show up and be at your best in, in the matters in, in the moments when it matters most. 
you know, I think getting the balance right is is a matter of trial and error, as Steve says. You know, everybody's different. No one can give you the template for being you. So I think all of those are important. But, you know, clarity of purpose, for me, that, that maybe talks about goal setting, which is really critical. If we don't know something about where we want to be, then, then you know, how are we going to create the journey? And for me, too, um, rest and reflection. I need, I, I have a preference for introversion, so, so I do need time on my own. And if I don't get enough of that, then... Um, and I, you might not like me so much. <laughs> I can't imagine that at all. For, for those of you who know, you know Jake, uh, maybe you're, maybe you're going to say to me, Jake, but Colin, you don't you don't know well enough. Uh, but but Jane has just got this lovely nature with people. But Jane, what you're saying is, you know, for you, that importance of rest and re- reflection actually enables you to be the best person that you can be. And without that. Uh, it, it's critical. So actually, the person, the Jane that we see, is because you've invested in that in yourself. Uh, brilliant, um, Daniel. What about you? Are there, are there any there that particularly resonate for you out of, out of those? Yeah, I mean, again, I think that maybe this is just my personality speaking as well, but a blend of you know, Chris, a blend of um, yeah, all the aspects we've kind of talked about is is helpful for me. And I, I guess with that, it's it is that. Like for me, when I discovered that I was extroverted um, and just kind of love being with people, that sparks my thinking, that sparks my creativity, that, um, you know, gets me excited and, you know, passionate. Um, That was a big turning point um, because I realized, oh, okay, I need this. I need to be with people to then actually, yeah, be creative and be best on a team, be best with people. And so, um, yeah, and that, that active nature for me and that variety of things in the day, in space, especially in um, in activities, yeah, is incredibly helpful. But it is, yeah, in my opinion, you've got to understand how do you best function? Um, is it that you're introverted, extroverted? Is it that you really love working on teams? Are you really, you're more solitary in your work? Or, um, yeah, and so some of the, you know, personality tests that are out there and, um are helpful um and i think they all provide a, a bigger better picture of okay you know who am i how do i work um and so that's yeah, yeah brilliant that's a really good perspective Daniel. just and what sits at the root of that is get to know yourself actually what kind of person am i and so yeah there are online things i think they're free ones like via character.org you know are quite good ones find out what kind of person you are and then build around that and then you know you're again talking about being purposeful in it uh, not just let it happen by accident. A number of us have talked about that in this session, haven't we? Be purposeful in, in planning that time. So our, our kind of time's running short, and I, I, I just really want to cover one thing with Jane around uh, how coaching can be important, uh, and then really for each of us to, to come, and come up with a, a top tip that we want to leave with our, our listeners today, um, just what you, know, what you would give us the golden nugget around making sure you're inspiring yourself as a leader. So... Jane, uh, coaching, you know, both you and I are, are, are coaches. We see the value in it. But for somebody who hasn't been coached before, um, how does that help? Well, for a, for a leader, it can be an opportunity to have a thinking partner, to have a conversation with somebody that's uh, it's a confidential conversation. It's not going anywhere. You can get off your chest everything that's going on and you can start to look at that and start to drill down. What's this really about? I mean, often we find that, the discomfort or the dissonance sits with uh, one of our values, one or more of our personal values that's being challenged at that moment. And so we, it helps us learn much more about ourselves. What, what's, what are my drivers? 
what's really important to me and what what's not aligned currently with the situation I'm in or with the organization or with my other team members. Um, it's confidential, it can really help. But the other thing that we found is that training to be a coach can actually give you more of that skill set to be able to deploy and use with your team. So it helps you bring um, a coaching approach to your work and helps you support every member of your team to be the best that they can be as well. So it's, it's, it's a very unselfish um, investment because it really can help support everybody in the, in the organization. And that kind of, it sets a new culture, um, a new way of working, one in which people don't have to be perfect. They show up and they, and they discuss and, and talk and share and, and work things out together. And as someone who loves teamwork, for me, that's, um, that's something that resonates so strongly for me. Yeah, that's brilliant. And, and I would add to that, I think when you train to become a coach, it actually helps you to coach yourself. I think you learn some new problem-solving techniques when you're facing challenging. So actually, you know, that is investment in yourself as well as investing in others, exactly as, as, as you've said there. Actually, and, and you know, early on, um, Steve said something about liberating. And, um, and I, think, I think coaching can, li- can very often liberate people from things that, that they might have been carrying with them for a very long time. So, so it's a very, um, uh, yeah, liberating is a good word. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. So we're going to draw our leadership lounge to a close. I want to thank you guys for kind of helping today. But what would uh, be your top tip? What one thing would you say to our listeners is your golden nuggets around kind of investing and inspiring and recharging yourself uh, as a leader? Steve, perhaps if we uh, start with you, what would your one nugget be? Um, So I want to go back to something that you said right at the beginning, Colin, where you talked about inspire um, the, the, the kind of the stuff that you picked up from Trevor in the same session that we were in that inspire us to breathe in and one of the things that struck me in reflection on that is what can I do today that will help me to step into any situation to be able to um, if you like breathe with fresh breath confidence so you know am I am I bringing something from the past you know that's um, going to bring with it a, a sense of staleness or actually what am I reading watching listening to who am I speaking to that will actually enable me to step into a meeting, a situation, a conversation, um, uh, to be able to, to speak, live, act, be with fresh breath confidence. Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, Daniel, what about you? What would your top tip be? Yeah. Um, I think probably when we look at the question yeah how do i inspire how do i become inspired i would say learn how you roll <laughs> simple as that in some ways but obviously it's a complex thing um and so yeah what you said steve earlier really i guess sparks that thought of you know just feel free to put the book down like you know actually if that doesn't work for you then find what does and so how do you roll um would definitely be um for me and that's what i'm in the process of we're all in the process of yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you, Daniel. And, and you know, that's why we got you here, is to bring that youthful energy and, and learn how you roll. Uh, I, I'm going to be able to use that uh, with my adult uh, children, and they'll say, Dad, you can't use that. Daniel says it far better than you, but uh, that's a, a, a brilliant phrase. Thank you. Jane, what about you? What would your top tip be? Ask yourself who you want to be when you show up in the room. Lovely. Love that as well. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, and my, my one, my top tip would, would be purposeful. Uh, you know, don't let this happen by accident. Uh, you know, a number of us talked about this. Be purposeful. Don't let that drip off either in terms of uh, let it slip. 
but just be purposeful in investing in yourself. So I guess, you know, it picks up a number of things that you guys have talked about as well. Uh, guys, can I thank you for your time? It's been brilliant uh, to spend time with you today. Uh, and thank you for sharing your thoughts and sharing your wisdom on, on how we inspire ourselves as leaders. Uh, there will be a, a, another leadership podcast uh, next month uh, with a, a group of three more guests. But I just want to thank you, Steve Miles, for your help, Jane Booth, and Daniel Brooks uh, for sharing your inspiration with us uh, today. Thank you. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Colin. Colin.